welcome to A Great Big City News, Episode 8. Today, the Beatles meet New York, empty skyscrapers, and travel tips from 1977. To learn how to support New York local news and allow us to keep bringing you this podcast, visit agreatbigcity.com support. And if you're a New York-based business and would be interested in sponsoring our podcast, visit agreatbigcity.com advertising to learn more. The world changed 55 years ago on February 7, 1964, when the Beatles landed at JFK Airport, beginning the British invasion in American music. The band was aware that their music was becoming popular in the U.S., but even they were surprised at the massive crowd gathered for their arrival. The airport radioed the pilot ahead of their arrival and told the band to be prepared for large crowds. An estimated 5,000 screaming fans packed the arrival area of JFK, with the event having been promoted on posters and radio stations across the city. In their press conference, they joked with reporters, addressing their famous shaggy haircuts and saying they were also surprised by the popularity of their music. Listen, I, I got a question. Do you have to get a haircut at all? No. Nope. No, 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 thanks. I had one yesterday. <laughs> that's no lie. Two, two. <laughs> there's one here. What your music does for these people? Uh, I don't know. Well, pleases them, I think. Well, they must do, because they're buying it. Why does it excite you so much? We don't know, really. <laughs> Crowds would continue to follow them during their stay at the Plaza Hotel and their historic appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show two days later. They would play two concerts at Carnegie Hall on February 12th and play before a record-setting crowd at Shea Stadium on August 15, 1965, on their second visit to the U.S., where they were shuttled to and from the stadium in an armored truck. Twenty-three years ago, on February 7, 1996, the Concorde supersonic aircraft sets a record for fastest transatlantic crossing, traveling from New York to London in 2 hours, 52 minutes, and 59 seconds. A typical flight at two times the speed of sound on the Concorde took about three and a half hours, so the record-setting trip took almost a half hour off the trip. The Concorde's last commercial flight would be from JFK Airport to London Heathrow on October 24, 2003 bringing to an end the waves of sonic booms that had set off car alarms on the Rockaways for 26 years. If you're feeling nostalgic, the plane that made that record trip across the Atlantic is now the Concorde on display at the Intrepid Museum in Manhattan. The developer of 432 Park Avenue, the tallest residential building in the world, is planning another super-tall tower across the street from St. Patrick's Cathedral. The block north of the 140-year-old church is already packed full, but developer Harry Macklow has been accumulating smaller mid-block low-rise buildings with an eye toward the sky. The planned tower has tentatively been called both St. Stephen's New York and Tower Fifth, and is expected to target 96 floors at 1,556 feet tall. As reported in The Real Deal, the project faces multiple hurdles, including acquiring air rights from surrounding buildings and approval from the Landmarks Preservation Commission to tower above five nearby landmark buildings. One proposed amenity that may or may not make it to the final design, the city's highest observatory, and plans that include a transparent, 60-foot corkscrew slide that visitors can ride down. Many of the new super-tall skyscrapers, like 432 Park and 157, are using what are called mechanical voids to increase their height. 
leaving multiple floors of empty space in the building so that the total residential area of the tower is kept low while the tower can reach a taller height. The city is moving to regulate the mechanical voids loophole that has allowed these massive buildings to be built. Sixty-three years ago, on February 8, 1956, Eastern Air Flight 663 swerves to avoid an oncoming aircraft and crashes near Jones Beach, killing all 84 people on board. The Douglas DC-7 was faced with an oncoming Boeing 707, and both aircraft banked right to avoid an apparent collision, with the crew of the 707 later reporting that the planes missed each other by somewhere between 200 and 500 feet. At the time, it was the fifth worst aviation disaster in the United States. 77 years ago, on February 9, 1942, the SS Normandy catches fire and capsizes into the Hudson River. The luxury ocean liner had been seized from France days after the Pearl Harbor attack and was being converted into a U.S. military ship while docked at Pier 88 along the Hudson River near the present-day passenger ship terminal at 46th Street. A spark from a welding torch lit a fire that burned for three and a half hours since the ship's fire suppression system had been disabled during reconstruction. The 1,029-foot ship became inundated with water, and the extra weight caused the ship to tip over, eventually capsizing early the next morning. After a year of laying sideways at Pier 88, the ship was stripped of parts and righted, although it was found to be too damaged to continue the conversion and was sold as scrap, being completely dismantled just six years after the U.S. had seized it and never having sailed as a U.S. ship. If you were traveling to New York in 1977, William C. Santamore had some tips for you as he documented his trip to New York in the Reading, Pennsylvania Eagle from March 13, 1977. In a piece titled New York City of Extremes, William Santamore documented some of the experiences he had on his trip, giving some travel tips that may still be applicable. William Santamore was daring, even though he called the city an ongoing horror story. He said, taking a walk through the raunchy sections of New York is a risky but worthwhile activity. The city of extremes in the title was to compare the glittering social life and skyscrapers to his walk down 8th Avenue after dark, where he saw pimps and prostitutes, and where he jokingly recommended getting a team of professional wrestlers to accompany you. A bit of advice that still holds true, he said, quote, when approached by someone, keep walking. They are not being neighborly, believe me. Another bit of wisdom that's not quite as useful these days is William Santamore's technique to frustrate pickpockets, where he took his extra money and stuck it in his sock and walked around with it there all day. But don't be fooled, the city does still have a pickpocket problem, as recent articles highlighted that pickpockets from across the world come to New York to take advantage of anyone distracted enough to hold out their iPhone or let their pocketbook out of their sight. Visit the link in the show notes to see images from the original newspaper and read some of our updated tips for traveling to the city. One month ago, tech blog Boy Genius Report posted screenshots of a speed camera reporting function that would be coming to Google Maps via Waze, the mapping startup they acquired in 2013. When that reporting function went live, it caught the eye of the NYPD after being pointed out by Streets Blog NYC. The NYPD sent Google a letter requesting they block the function that allows users to mark police checkpoints with GPS coordinates, calling the information irresponsible and dangerous. 
The NYPD specifically aimed their complaint at the labeling of DWI checkpoints, although Waze allows users to report any police activity, including speed traps, traffic cameras, and vehicle collisions. Checking the Waze map currently shows a large variety of hazards being reported by drivers, while Google Maps only shows a few disabled vehicle alerts across the city. Google Maps first launched to the public 14 years ago on February 8, 2005, and acquired Waze in 2013, although it kept it as a separate app under the Waze branding and has only recently started to move features over to the main Google Maps app. The City Housing Authority has found 5,799 apartments with kids under 6 that need repairs to prevent possible exposure to lead paint. The number became apparent after the federal government had to step in and require the inspection of public housing apartments where children were present to remediate any lead paint. In a press conference at the end of January, the Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development announced an agreement with the city that a federal monitor will be appointed to oversee the city's public housing, and the city will be required to commit $2.2 billion over 10 years toward repairing lead paint, mold, and heating issues. The Great Big City has been running a 24-hour news feed since 2011, but we can't continue without your support. If you enjoy the podcast or any of the features on our website or social media feeds, visit agreatbigcity.com support to make a one-time or continuing contribution. We're also beginning to accept advertising on the podcast from New York local businesses. To support local news and promote your products to customers that are interested in New York City, visit agreatbigcity.com advertising to learn more. With your support, you can guarantee that a great big city will be here to tell future generations about any rock bands arriving to screaming crowds at the airport. Park of the Day Haviland Playground Located at Haviland Avenue and Watson Avenue between Virginia Avenue and Pugsley Avenue in the Bronx, This playground is set on land that was part of the Pugsley Farm and named for earlier Landovers, Joseph and Mary Haviland. It also serves as the playground for adjacent school IS-125. Saturday, February 9th, is the final day of New York City Park's Open House Week, but even when they're not free, they're still the best fitness deal in the city, short of jogging through a city park. The city's rec centers offer exercise equipment, swimming pools, sports fields, and classes like Zumba, yoga, and water aerobics. The most you would pay is just $150 per year, which is $12.50 per month to access the facilities. There are discounts for people young and old, veterans, people with disabilities, and a 10% discount if you have a New York City ID card. Visit nycgovparks.org to learn more. And now let's hear what kind of music our robot friend is interested in this weekend on the concert calendar. Here comes the AGBC concert calendar for next week. Tony Braxton and SWV are playing King's Theatre in Flatbush on Sunday, February 10th. Pete and the Stray Dogs are playing Sunny's Bar in Red Hook on Sunday, February 10th. Gang Gang Dance, Geologist, and Weak Signal are playing the Bowery Ballroom on Tuesday, February 12th beginning at 7pm. Rachel Yamagata is playing the City Winery on Tuesday, February 12th. 
real close, Danny Trey, Moteo, and the Afterbirth are playing the Well in Bushwick on Wednesday, February 13 at 7 p.m. Lydia Lunch, Matt Nelson and Tim Dahl are playing El Cortez in Bushwick on Thursday, February 14 at 7 p.m. Seven Dust, Kane Hill, and Kira are playing the Starland Ballroom on Saturday, February 16 beginning at 5 p.m. Owen is playing Rough Trade in Williamsburg on Saturday, February 16 at 9 p.m. Interpol, Car Seat Headrest, and Snail Mail are playing Madison Square Garden on Saturday, February 16 at 8 p.m. Thanks for listening. Find more fun things to do at agreatbigcity.com slash events. Today's fact about New York? In 2016, the MTA's 6,418 subway cars traveled a total of 358 million miles. Visit the link in the show notes to learn more. The extreme highs and lows this week in weather history, a record high of 73 degrees on February 15, 1949, and a record low of negative 15 degrees on February 9, 1934. Weather for the week ahead, mixed precipitation on Monday through next Saturday, with high temperatures rising to 53 degrees next Saturday. Thanks for listening to A Great Big City. Find us 24 hours a day on social media at A Great Big City, and email contact at A Great Big City with any news, feedback, or topic suggestions. If you enjoy the show, subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening, and visit agreatbigcity.com podcast to see show notes and extra links for each episode. Have a great weekend.